Welcome to Riches in Christ Radio Ministry with Diane Kennedy. Please stay tuned at the end of today's lesson. We'll give you information on how you can acquire this week's tape, along with information about our weekly meetings and website. Now, here's Diane Kennedy. This week we're continuing our discussion of the importance of knowing the hope to which we are called. We've been invited to become sons and daughters of God through faith in Christ and become part of God's family. Our destiny includes life on this earth forever in connection with the second coming of Jesus Christ. We've covered a lot of ground over the past, I don't know even how many weeks we've been working on this. This week we're specifically focusing on, well, let me back up and say, for a couple of weeks, several weeks, we've been dealing with the fact that a lot of people are really in a state of anxiety and fear over the turmoil, especially the political turmoil in our country. And we're talking about learning how to look at it in terms of the big picture. There's no reason for a Christian to be afraid. There's no reason for a Christian to get in strife with another believer over differing political points of view. We are instructed to be ready to give people an answer for the hope that lies within us. First Peter chapter three, verse 15. But if you're caught, if you're all caught up in arguing politics, you are not going to have much to say about the hope that lies within you because your hope is that your political party gets elected. Now, I'm not saying don't vote. I'm not saying you can't have an opinion uh, and think one group is better than the other group. That's perfectly fine. But that's all temporal stuff. It's all temporary. That's where you have to remember the big picture. Our hope is not in government. No poli- no political leader can fix what ails the world. The root problem is sin. It's going to take God to fix what ails the world. Jesus came to earth 2,000 years ago to pay the price for sin so that all who bow their knee to him can become his sons and daughters through faith in him. He will come again and cleanse the earth of all corruption and death and establish his visible eternal kingdom on this earth made new. And we will live here forever. God's plan for a family fulfilled. You have to keep your priority. The most important, you have to keep your priorities right. Jesus said in Matthew 6.33, if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, you'll have food, clothing, and shelter. And so you don't have to worry. If you're worrying about What's the economy going to do? Where will I get food? Where will I get clothing? Then your focus is on the economy to feed you. Your focus is on a politician to provide for you. How do you get your focus off that? Remember the big picture. If we seek first his kingdom, well, what does that mean? It means keep your priorities right. The most important thing in any circumstance is not that you convert somebody to your point of view, your political point of view. It's not who wins an election. It's not which government program is enacted. The most important thing is that people come to saving knowledge of Jesus. And you can pray for that instead of yelling at the TV about what idiots the powers that be are. Pray for them. Ask God to use the circumstances in the world right now and in our country to bring people to saving knowledge of Jesus. And be ready to give people an answer for the hope you have in, for the hope you have. First Peter 3.15. That's our key verse. Now, 
We left off yesterday. I want to pick up here and add to it. We left off yesterday when Jesus celebrated what we call the Last Supper, the night before he went to the cross. As you know, he used the bread and the wine at the meal to illustrate a number of points about what he was about to do at the cross. There's a lot of points in that we're not going to discuss, but I want you to notice one a point made by the Apostle Paul. He was not present at the Last Supper, what we call the Last Supper, because he was not yet a follower of Christ. He was a Pharisee at that point. Jesus later gave him information about what happened there, because the Bible tells us Paul was directly taught by Jesus the gospel that he preached. And Paul records a detail that, None of the other gospel writers recorded. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 26, he says that in communion, we show the Lord's death till he comes. In fact, let me read that to you in case you're not familiar with that. Uh, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, for this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in in remembrance of me. And after the same manner, he also took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. Do this do ye. As often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Now listen to this. Verse 26. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. You show the Lord's death. Well, we all know that. But notice that verse, till he comes. Till he comes. Till he comes. Jesus went to the cross with the knowledge that I'm coming back to complete the plan. I'm coming back to complete the plan. You know, we've made communion about ritual and ceremony, and we miss the impact. In communion, Jesus actually gave his disciples and us a visible reminder that he's coming again to help us live with the consciousness that his unfolding plan of redemption will be completed. Every man Jesus sat at the table with the night before he died, with the exception of Judas, the traitor. Every man he sat with at the Last Supper that night before he died was going to face persecution and hardship as they went out to preach the resurrection of Jesus Christ. As you and I know, they didn't know it when they were sitting there. He was going to die, be dead three days, and then be raised to life and commission them to go out and preach the resurrection. Every one of them, except for John, was going to experience death as a martyr. They were going to be killed for preaching the gospel and sharing the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus knew that when he sat there at the table with them. Communion was meant to give them reason to hope. The plan will be completed. I may be separated from my body temporarily and have to leave this earth because my body doesn't work anymore, but I'll be back my body raised from the dead, and reunite. Will, I'll reunite with my body to live on this earth forever. You know, Peter, who was present that night at communion, one of Jesus' closest followers, in fact, he's the one who wrote our key verse, be ready to give a reason for the hope you have. He was martyred for his faith. You know that. He was executed. 
Um, he's the one who said, hang me upside down. I'm not worthy to be crucified right side up, as was my Lord. Um, but he wrote his second epistle, Second Peter, shortly before he, he died. And he, he says, if you read the letter, he says in there, I'm about to die. He knew he was going to be executed. And this, so these are his last words to friends and loved ones before he leaves this earth. And the thing that's so interesting, he faced death looking for the completion of the plan, not just going to heaven. As wonderful as heaven is, we discussed this last week, it's a temporary place. God didn't make us to be disembodied spirits living in an immaterial world. That condition exists because of Adam's sin. No, his plan was that we live in a physical body in a material world. So everybody in heaven, my mother, my father, good friends of mine, you have loved ones and friends there, that's temporary. In connection with the second coming of Jesus, Everybody in heaven is coming back to earth to be reunited with their body, raised from the dead, to live on this earth again. Now, earth as it is right now is infused with a curse of corruption and death. So there are killer storms. There's poison and ivy. There are earthquakes that kill people. Uh, lions rip up and eat little lambs. There's a lot that isn't right because of Adam's sin. But... The Bible says that God's going to make the earth new. Restore it is the idea. Isaiah 65, 17, he was the first one to give this revelation clearly. He's going to renew the earth. Well, Peter, as he's facing death here in the last chapter of his last letter, made reference to that promise. Let me read it. This is Second Peter chapter 3, verse 13. Nevertheless, we, according to God's promise, look for new heavens, and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. He faced death with the confidence, looking forward to new a new earth, this earth made new. That's what that word there means. Not an earth that never existed, but this earth made new. He faced death looking forward to coming back to earth made new and seeing the completion of God's plan of redemption. Part of keeping a proper perspective in these troubling times is recognizing that we aren't the only people concerned about all this. I don't know if you've ever thought about this or not, but nobody ceases to exist when their body dies. Everybody who has ever been born on this planet, including Adam and Eve, who were directly created by God. They weren't born through natural processes. But everybody born on this planet, including Adam and Eve, who were directly created by by God, everyone is somewhere now. They haven't ceased to exist. They're somewhere now. They're either in heaven or they're in hell, depending on how they responded to the light of God's grace through the cross of Christ given to their generation. And there are countless people in heaven right now, this minute, who are waiting to return to earth to be reunited with their body and to live on earth again when God's plan of redemption, his plan to have a family on this planet is completed. Yes, they enjoy heaven, absolutely. But they understand that's just a step on the way to the completion of the plan. Now, we're coming near the end of the broadcast. I'm not going to get very far here. But what I want to do for the next couple of days here is just take you on a brief journey here and introduce you to some of the people who, like you, are looking for the second coming of Jesus. We're looking for him from this end, from earth 
looking up. They're looking from heaven, looking down, because they'll come with him to see the completion of the plan, earth restored, reunion with their original body, and life restored to what it was always meant to be. Now, you may recall that after Adam and Eve, after God created Adam and Eve, he told them not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because if they did, they would die. Now, there's way more in that statement than we're going to deal with now. But, um, oh gosh, maybe I better not even go here because we don't have time. Hopefully, you're getting the point that I'm making. There's a lot of bad stuff going on in our country and in our world, and it's not going to get better, friends, no matter who gets elected. We have to learn how to deal with it, and we have to learn how to look at it in terms of the big picture and seek first God's kingdom. Keep your priorities right. More tomorrow. You've been listening to Diane Kennedy of Riches in Christ. To order this week's teaching on CD, be ready for our number coming up soon. Diane teaches locally every Friday night at 7.30 p.m. near Highway 44 in Jameson at 4720 Jameson. Praise and worship is provided by Mercy's Child before each lesson. Riches in Christ provides a website at www.richesinchrist.com where you can listen to this week's radio lesson, download years of teachings and outlines, sign up for free weekly outlines, and order Diane's book, God is Good and Good Means Good. Friends, knowing that God is good is the single most important thing to stand on when trouble hits. If you think the trouble comes from or is allowed by God, then you need this book. For information or to order this week's lesson on CD, call us at 1-888-739-6619. Please mention today's date. Our number again is 1-888-739-6619.